This is the University Seventh-day Adventist Church in the sunny Orlando, Florida. We are glad that you are listening to our weekly podcast. Our prayer is that you will be blessed and challenged by our message today. And may God lead you in the next step of your growth in Him. Here is our future sermon. We've been talking about, right as we started the year, folks, um, a lot of stuff going on, but we, want to start the, we wanted, wanted to start the year in the right way, refocus, recenter, recalibrate on what our mission and, and the life of the church should be. Because regardless of what people's decisions are, or regardless what we think of the church, we need to stay focused on what God has called us here to do. Amen? And I think we agree on that. A few years ago, we, we said together that this church wants to be about a group of people that families growing together in a life of worship, seeking the infilling of the Holy Spirit and through acts of service. What? Anybody remember? <laughs> Anybody? The ones who praise the bulletin every week with, a, with a, uh, anybody. So families growing together in a life of worship, seeking the infilling of the Holy Spirit, and through acts of service, reaching the lost. Amen. And all that illustrates five principles that we've been talking about the last four years, five years, almost five. Garth said that, uh, yeah, it's going to be over four years. Uh, in July will be five years. And um, I think the challenge is not really to to decide what we want to be about. I think there's a lot of uh, in the scripture uh, that we could focus on, but there are certain things that are basic, certain things that, are, that if we live by those things, we know that we're following Jesus Christ. Amen? And I think what we as a church agree upon, which was families. We wanted to be about family, that we want to be a family-focused church. Um, by the way, I want to give you a tip. Those of you who might be a little bit cold, get cold soon. If you get cold here fast, you need to sit on this side of the of the of the of the, of the worship. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sorry. Some of you, the temp- the gauge temperature. I don't know what to do, but no, no. But uh, over here, because the air condition comes right through there. So I, next time you come back, you know that uh, you know what to think about. Uh, anyway, because I so I, I see some of you that they're like pulling the jackets, and it's fine. I think uh, it's it's comfortable, right? But anyway, so, so it's easy to agree upon what to focus our lives. And we say families, right? We want to be about families. We want to be about families growing together, uh, worshiping together. No, families growing together. And the second thing that we talked about is that we wanted to grow. That if, you, if you're a disciple of Jesus Christ, uh, focus in the family of Christ and your own family, right? Because the basis and, and the spirituality of the church is based on the spirituality of our families. Can you say amen to that? I mean, be honest, we, I could preach here and, and we could study here until we're blue, until we don't know what else to say about the scripture, but it's not, it's not going to change the spirituality of the church unless your family is practicing this at home, amen? So fa- it's got to be about the family, it's got to be about what God is doing in your family, and then the family of the church, amen, which we are, and we're not just any community, we're not just like the Lions Club, is that the, no, what? The Rotary Lions Club. <laughs> oh, you know, oh, we're not just any club out there of people that come together. We're the family of God. Amen? We now belong to the kingdom of God. And so by the blood of Jesus Christ, you and I now are made his children, right? So being adopted into the family of God. So this is about the family of God. So family, we got to be about that if you're following Jesus Christ. Amen? We said also growing together because if you're a disciple of Christ, you got to be growing. Amen? I know, even you, you may think you don't need any more growth to do. I got news for you. If you're on this side of, of eternity, 
if you're not in heaven yet, I only know one or two people that the Lord just saw and growing so much that he took them to heaven straight. All of us, the rest of us, are still growing in Christ, amen? But we got to understand that we got to be about growth, about growing. Whatever it is for you, it means a different thing than for me. But make no mistake, in your life, in following Jesus, in your journey, you need to be growing in Christ, amen? Which means there are things that you need to change. There are things that God is trying to shape and mold out of your life so that you could grow and I could grow. Growing in knowledge, growing in the scripture, growing in, in Christ. So growing together in a life of worship. And so we said, and, and, and I'm reviewing this with you today, that our life is about worshiping God. Amen? That everything that you do, this is where tithe, pain, and offering, you know, bring into the church. It's not about that we need your money or that the church needs your money to survive. No. It's that everything that you are is about worshiping God and your money is about worshiping God. Amen? That when we come here at church, we come and you, you have to sing a song that you don't know. Well, you get into it right away because you're about worshiping God, right? Or if you got to go back, and, and by the way, Mike, thank you so much. Finally, we got that hymn, uh, We Give Thee By Thy Own. Every time we sing that song, and I always thought we needed to put it up there for our guests. We got it on this morning, amen? So every knew what, everybody knew what you were singing, right? That when you sing that song, we all worshiping God. So it, and everything in your, in your life is about worshiping God. Then we said also, life of worship, seeking the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Folks, is the only way that we can live the Christian life, by the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit, amen? It's not about what you could do, how much better you could behave. It's how much of the Spirit of God you could have in your life so that He could lead you, live out the life that He has planned for you, amen? So it is about indwelling the Holy Spirit, and through acts of service, and we're going to talk about service today. We started this, I love my church. That through acts of service, we reach the lost. And um, the next two weeks that we have, actually the next three weeks, starting, continuing today, next week, and the following week, 31st, we have a couple of our elders that are going to lead out in these conversations that we have on Sabbath morning. And we started last week, again, emphasizing who we are as a church. Here in university, but I think for the largest part, as a, as a community of Jesus Christ, right? The larger context of the Seventh Adventist Church here in, Nor in Orlando, and for that matter, through the world. So we talked about the one thing a few weeks ago, that if we're going to be known by anything, what did Jesus said we need to be known by? If we love one another. Remember, John, Jesus before going to heaven, we started, we, we said that last time we were here. The one thing that Jesus wanted to bring to disciples right before he goes to the cross, not too long after that he went to the cross, but he wanted them to remember that if people were going to recognize the fellowship of believers, those who will be disciples of Christ, the one thing, the one defining mark was what? If you love one another. So love, yeah. And I make no apologies for talking so much about love, folks, because naturally, humanly speaking, we're not really loving people. I mean, some of us might be more pleasant than others as we interact with other people, but we are selfish nature, and a sinful nature. And so this loving one another, the one identifying mark of the people of God, we need to, how do we live that out was the question that we started with. And we, we introduced that last week, Pastor Duran, uh, Eric Duran, came and shared with you, and he talked about community. That the way, one of those ways that we do, which is family, he basically talked about our, our, our principle of core value of family, community, connecting, 
How do you love the church? How do we, how do we begin this year by loving the church? We got to connect. We got, you got to go out of your way to connect with other people in the church. You can't live life, and especially the Christian life, as a lone ranger coming to church on Sabbath, sitting on your pew, and then we see you go off to the sunset. We don't see you until the next episode, right? <laughs> next week or whenever. Nobody knows who you are. You don't even have a tonto, I guess. Is it tonto? Tonto? In Spanish, it was toro, so that's what I was trying to figure out. <laughs> totally different, so. <laughs> All right. But, so, so, community. Today, I want to talk to you quickly, and, and I only have a few minutes left, by the way. But um, don't worry, we have prepared fellowship dinner for you, Sister Lana. I think she's uh, we're getting ready for you for, for fellowship dinner. So we're going to go right after the service. We invite each one of you to stay with us and share with us. But let's go right to, to the Word of God. And let me ask you this. Today, we're going to talk about service quickly. And, and so I, I think uh, we did a good job catching everybody up and giving you the context of what we're doing, what we're doing. Um, and by the way, um, today you know that there was, there's been a fasting and prayer, right, since yesterday to 1 o'clock. So we will, we will make sure that we finish with a good prayer right now, right, today. Those of us who have been in this uh, call this, for this last day, but uh, we also introduced, and we're going to introduce that after the sermon too, uh, 10 days of prayer that will be coming up in the first part of, of February. But listen, what do superheroes and, a, and, a Chris, and Christmas presents have to do with the church? Superheroes and, and Christmas presents. Well, do you remember who was your superhero when you were growing up, some of you? <laughs> if we could remember that far, right? <laughs> but some of you still growing up. So who was your favorite superhero growing up? Superman. <laughs> Batman. Batman, right? Oh, that's the old one, by the way. I've given myself up. Um, well, I, I don't know about you, but all those superheroes, have, they have some special qualities right about them. Some superpowers. That's why they were superheroes. I know my kids, one of the favorite ones is, is Spider-Man. Anybody like Spider-Man? <laughs> yeah, all the kids are. See, Spider-Man, it's a normal guy. Who's, who's bit by, uh, by a spider, and he gets the superpowers powers from being bit by a spider, right? And then he gets all these web powers, and, and he, he, he swings from the, from, from the buildings, and, and then he jumps crazy, and, and, and he's got this uh, 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 spider sensor, so he, he can sensor danger coming to him, right? So there's a lot of superpowers that this guy has. And I think, you know, it's... Pretty cool one. And as a matter of fact, and you think, well, that's just kid stuff. Well, I don't know if it's just kid stuff. I mean, today the world makes so much money in this superheroes that it make. I think deep inside of us, we all are amazed by what someone could do something special, something supernatural. But what does Webster said a superhero is, and I'm going to read that to you, and I'm going to tell you that I think they don't have the whole picture because Webster said a superhero is a fictional hero having extraordinary or superhuman powers. He says, Webster says, an exceptionally skillful or successful person. Now, this, that's why they describe as a superhero. But I want to tell you something. I think today we got to, I think this is not complete. Because what is a superhero without a context or going into action? In other words, the superhero could have all these beautiful powers, right? Superpowers. But that in itself doesn't make him a superhero. What makes him a superhero is that he actually gets engaged and goes into action, right? 
to use those powers to defend and to do the work that he's supposed to do, right? For example, what is the city of, uh, uh, no, who's the superhero from Metropolis? Superman. I got all the superhero for Gotham. Batman. How about New York City? Spider-Man. Who else? Yeah, they got a few. All right. Well, in other words, there's no superhero. What makes someone a superhero is not just that they have the special superpowers. It's that they actually are doing something in the context of where they are, and they actually are engaged in, in action. Amen? You know where I'm going with this. <laughs> Having powers, superpowers is one thing, but it takes action to make someone a superhero. I want to tell you now, and this is not news to you, but you have been given superpowers. Amen. The people of God, the, the, the people of God, the family of God, everyone has been given a superpower. Amen. And it is superpower because it's not given by anyone, but by whom? By God. And it's something that you not only can do of your own ability, but it's something that the Spirit of God enables you to do because he wants you to be engaged in the work of God in the church. But it doesn't matter if you have the power unless you what? You get into action. See where I'm going with that? Not only that, but you're not only one person with superpower. You're part, you're part of this super team, which is the church. Amen? Every one of us. Come with me to 1 Corinthians. And now we get right into the scripture. You're like, why is he talking so much about superheroes? I don't want. That's sacrilegious. I don't even watch TV. Well, 1 Corinthians 12. Your kids do, right? And listen to this. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 7. Let me read this to you. You have been given superpowers. Can you say amen to that? <laughs> now there are a variety of gifts. Let's say powers. But the same spirit. And there are varieties of ministries. And the same Lord. There are variety of effects. But the same God who works all things in all what? Persons. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common what? Good. See, beautiful thing here, Paul is clear. He says in 1 Corinthians, talking to the church, he says that everyone has been given a power. Everyone, he said, but to each one is given a manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Amen? So you and I are supposed to have this power. And by the way, two things that you need to know about this power. And by the way, each one of you have at least one. Some of you, a little more, maybe two or three, are doing three or four things in the church. Amen? So you got a couple of extra powers. But each one of you has something, a gift that God has been given you for the work of the church, for the common good of the community of God. Two things you need to know, and don't be, don't be bent out of shape, but I got to say this. Two things that you need to know about this gifts that God has given us to his church. God is the one who picked your gifts. Amen? See, it's not you. It's not in His infinite love. He knows what you need, what the church needed. He knows what you needed in your life. He knows how to use you best. He knows to use your natural capabilities and who you are, and He's been growing you for life. He knows every single minute and every single detail of your life so he knows what the power is what the gift is that you need and he's given each one of us so it's don't be jealous of anyone here amen hello because 
There's no need for us to start comparing each other and saying, yo, you know what, how can I can't sing? How come I'm not there leading out in worship service? Or how come I'm not leading out Bible studies? Or how come I'm not doing that? Listen, cut it out. God gave you a gift and stop looking at everybody else. Stop being jealous because God gave you a gift for you and for his church. So he's given you this gift to make a difference in the community of God. Amen? So you need to know the gift that God has given you, God chose it, it's God-given. Second thing you need to know about this superpower, this gift that God has given you, is it's a spirit-empowered gift. Amen? In other words, this is something, we're not talking about just someone that has the eloquence of words and he could teach, you know, could be a teacher out there in the university setting or any seminars or whatever. This is not just someone that could speak well and could teach. And someone may be able to do that outside of the church. But this spiritual gift, this power that God has given you is that is empowered by the Spirit of God. Is that as you teach and as you work for God, as you use the power, the Spirit of God assists you and He empowers the gift. Amen? He assists you. It's not just about singing right, the right note or, or, or doing the right whatever you think it is, it's that God's gift is empowered by His Spirit, assist you as you work in His cause, in His church. So the gift is given by God, picked by God for you, and the gift is Spirit and power. And today, so what, we, what I'm saying today is that we love our church here too by being involved in service, amen? Quickly, and, and I've how do I tap into that superpower? How do you actually put this gift that God has given you in practice? How do you tap into that superpower that God has given you? How do you become the superhero that the church of God needs today? Amen? First of all, I want to suggest, well, let me suggest three things for you. Experiment in serving. Take a risk. Get up from your pew and take a risk. Just try it out. If you feel the incline, if God is calling you and you see, hey, you know, my, there's something in your heart that's saying, maybe I should try this out. Maybe I could do this for the church. Well, try it out. Try the ministry for a few weeks to see if it's something that you could do. It's something that God has gifted you with. But try it out. Don't stay there by just being afraid or being, you know, uh, paralyzed by your own fears and just keep just being there, sitting down and not being involved. Just try it out. Nobody cares. Amen. But we got to move into action. Try it out. Experiment. And, and, and yeah, be, as you experiment, as you try things out, listen to this. That means that you need to talk to the right people. You need to talk to the leaders. There are leaders of ministries that are here in this church. You can talk to the elders. But we're always in need of volunteers. You know that there's always the 20%, 2080 group uh, that works in every church. And I mentioned this to you before, but it's every single church I go to, from the small ones to the big ones, is the same thing. 20% of the people do 80% of the work. It's the reality. So in a church where we have about 100, 120 weekly average, we have 20, 25 people that are actually engaged in ministry in the church. Because there's that lack of volunteers. People being able to step up and say, you know what, Lord, I'm going to listen to your voice. I'm going to try it out. And as you try it out, look at the results. What you do is leading people to Christ. Is blessing the church. Number two, ask other people about how are things going with your spiritual gift. You know, get people's perspective on it. So first of all, experiment. Try it out. Then ask people. Ask the leadership. And of course, seek the guidance. I'm open. Email. You know, call me. Some of you might even have my cell number, right? 
um, and, 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 and talk to the elders, to the leaders. Let's try it out. Ask people, what, you know, is this what I'm doing being effective? Is this something that is blessing the people of God? How is it? The question is, how is it making this community better for the glory of God? Amen? And then the third thing, as you check this out, as you try things, as you engage in service and begin to use your superpowers, check your energy levels. In other words, if what you do, right, if, if as you've been involved in what you're trying out, what you're volunteering, if it makes you feel joyous and you really like what you're doing and you see that things are being positive, right, you're probably on to something good. You're probably on the right path. But if on the other hand, you're trying something and it's a drag and you're like, oh man, I just can't wait for this to finish. I don't want to do this anymore. Then perhaps that's not your gift. Perhaps you're going against God's plan, right? Very important. So God picked your gift. God, the, His Spirit empowers your gift. And we try it by experimenting. We, 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 we tap into it by experimenting. We ask people and then we check how we feel about it. How are we doing there? Are, levels of, of our energy and finally i just want to say this you're not alone either you're not the only one with superpowers here amen <laughs> hello you're part of this super powerful team of the church amen this is this is why god says he has said that he's given the church the power and the gifts to do the work that he's entrusted his church amen and our god is faithful amen so we're part of this superpower team i know i know bear with me a minute i know the kids will love this some of you kids have seen the movie The Avengers, right? The good thing about that movie is that it, can't, it doesn't only take one superhero. It takes the whole team of, of superheroes, right? And so everyone, it takes the team to make it happen. Think about this. The church, it's not only about one person, even though sometimes it might appear that it's just about the elders and the pastor because somehow we have defaulted for the leadership to do all these things that they need to do. But it's a super team. It's the church engaging together, working together to do the work of God. And it needs every one of you, every one of us is needed to fulfill the mission that God has given us. Amen? That's how God intended it for us to do the work of God. Not alone. Not individually only. As a matter of fact, I, I, I want to finish in this scripture, Romans 12. You notice that the scriptures are right on point. Romans 12. 1 Corinthians 12 and Romans 12 are the two beautiful uh, chapters that where Paul speaks to the church about this spiritual gifts reality of the church. Two of them, anyway. Uh, Romans 12, 4 through 8. Let's read that together. Listen to this. For just as we have many members in one body, and all of the members do not have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. Since we have gifts, hello, is, it, is, is Paul takes it for granted. Since we have gifts. He, said, he didn't say if we have gifts. right? He says since. It's a reality. You got superpowers. He says since we have gifts. Verse 6. That di differ according to the grace given to us. Each, each of us is to exercise them accordingly. If prophecy according to the portion of his faith. If service in his serving. Or he who teaches in his teaching. Or he who exhorts in his exhortations. He who gives. With liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Amen. So listen, the gift, and this might be a surprise, but uh, hear this, hear me out. The gift is not given you. God didn't give you the gift for you. Hello. <laughs> he gave it for the community of believers. Amen. 
for the good of the community. It's not for you. It's so that you be involved. And because we have different gifting, then it follows that we need one another. Amen? Because Paul can do what I can do. Amen? Because Litsy can do, at 25 years of age, she can do what I can do. <laughs> Amen? Because you can, you can do what I can do. So we need each other. It's a gifting that is given to the church. And so the question, what you need to understand is that the church needs your gift. The community of faith, the church needs your gift. The world needs your gift. And God needs you to get into action, to do, to follow his will. Not because the world needs you, but they need who? God. Amen? And we talked about open a Christmas presents before too. I, I got to clarify that. And then we're going to sing the final. By the way, Garth, uh, that first song, I don't mind if we sing that again, the, the love of God, the, the last hymn. That was a beautiful song. Um, I tell you what, my, I'll, give you, I'll tell you a secret of mine. A lot of these songs, hymns, is I grew up in the church in Spanish, so I know them in Spanish. So when they tell me the title, I, I don't know until we start singing this song. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know that song. Am, am I going to sing something? Um, so the Christmas presents. What does it have to do with the gift of the church? Well, just imagine this. Imagine that your children, and if you do this, I know with my family, my wife, and the kids are, you know, really into it. They, they like the, the gift. They're opening the gift on Christmas Day, you know. But just imagine that on that Christmas Day, the kids come down the stairs, and they look at the gifts that have been prepared for them, and they see a beautiful, you know, uh, wrapped, and they could just think of what they were, and they were so excited, and then they come to it, and they said, they come down the stairs early in the morning because they get up even before I do. <laughs> so they come down and start looking at it. And then let's say that the kids come down the stairs, look at the presents and say, ah, go back upstairs and go back to bed. How would you, how would you think mom will feel? <laughs> you don't want to go there. But it's no different. You and I have been given a gift. But a lot of us just looked at the gift. We, don't, we haven't even opened it. We don't even know what's inside. We just say, ah. And just walked away into our little world, whatever is shifting our minds, whatever is consuming our energy. And our Father who gave it to us, how do you think he feels? That, and listen, this is not, I'm not making this up. Hello. Some of the stuff, you might think, some of you think some of the stuff I've made up. But I tell you, this stuff, I'm not making it up. God is giving you a gift. The question is, have you dared to open it? And so, yes, yesterday as we praying here together, the group that was here last night, someone said, it's not what the church can do for me, but what can I do for the church? And so, if you think that the church needs help, if you think that the church needs changing, if you think that you can make a contribution, I want to say this to you. The question that you and I have to think about as we engage in the work of God, as we continue, if you and I really want to be faithful to God. Now, if you want to keep playing the game of make-believe religion, make-believe relationship with God, and not really experiencing a transforming power in your life, be my guest. A lot of people are doing that today. But if you want to experience the power of God in your life, amen? Let me say that again. If you really want to experience the power of God in your life, amen? The question you must ask is, why did God give me to this church? To my church. Along these lines, just this, you know, this month we started this, I love my church campaign. By the way, um, I have, I have, uh, I have some kids that, I think this might be a kid thing. I got a couple of wristbands about I love my church. 
Any, any of the kids, anybody that wants a wristband here this morning? Anybody? I love my church. All right. My kids. Hey, we, I, I have one. I look cool, right? Anybody else wants a wristband? I think I got about 50. Anybody? There you go. There you go. Oh. <laughs> All right. Maybe, maybe, maybe I could have some. Uh, there you go. Matthew wants one? Go ahead, Matthew. So that Lexi has one. Anybody? There you go. This is I Love My Church uh, wristband. And this is free, by the way. Some of you are like, am I going to charge me for it? <laughs> Here. Pass it around. This means I got, I got some more of guys. And you know what? I tell you what. You're going to see Marcia after this. Oh, my goodness. Somebody's grabbing it. Giving it out. All right. I guess we'll that be. Thank you. Anybody else over here? Ones I love my church? Oh, there you go. The kids out there. What this says, the reason why I'm giving this out is this. As you go out, as you go, you know, remember we said that we're going to go to, to our families. And when they see this cool-looking wristband, they're going to ask you, why? why? Why do you love your church? Why do you love your church? And so you ask him, you ask him, and you tell him. And, and I think uh, if we need to get some more, anybody else? I think out here somewhere. <laughs> we give that to our guest pastor, yeah. <laughs> so, so if they ask you, and, and by the way, also, Marcia, this is, I'm not going to even try this today. Marcia is in charge of this. But we have this shirts too, that have different sides. Remember the shirts? And I'm not trying to make, I'm not making any money on this, guys, so don't worry about it. <laughs> we actually subsidize this, and if you want a shirt, all we're asking is $5 per person because we're going to pay the rest, the church, but it has this, I love my church. When you go out to the gym, if you, you know, uh, are running or something, or just going out, looking cool, you could have one of these. But you're going you're gonna to have to, that, uh, you need to have to sign up and let Marcia know because, um, we got two churches, and we actually started this in the other church. Marcia, this is your box. <laughs> and, and the idea is that we will share the love of our church with the world too, amen? Let me tell you how this is happening here in university. I remember when Elias and Stephanie were checking us, as, checking us out as a church, right? <laughs> First years, four, more than four years ago, they kept coming Wednesday nights. They were telling me that, uh, you know, they were going to another church like 45 minutes away, I don't know, and, but they wanted to be engaged in a local church. Long story short, every time I saw them, I, had to ch- I told them, hey, listen, man, we, God can use you here, right? Remember Elias and Stephanie? God can use you here. Fast forward, I think it's been over a year and a half, right? Two? Oh, man, time, time flies when you're having fun. And so about two years ago, they decided, no, this is the church. We're going we're gonna to engage pastor. And, and when they came to me, right, I, I think I told, I, I told them right away, they said, Pastor, we're going to transfer the membership. I said, listen, guys, if you ask me to transfer membership, I don't want you to disappear then after we transfer the membership, right? Remember I said that? They look at me like, what's wrong with this guy? He just, uh, <laughs> sure, we're not going to disappear. And listen, I don't, but you probably know who they are because they're really engaged serving in the church here. But the reason why I want to share about them, and I asked the permission, is that we started this small groups. I wanted to do some small groups. I love my church uh, through this five weeks campaign that we started. There was a family <clears throat> in the east side of town that you've probably seen them here before. I'm not going to say the names, but uh, there's a family that came here. They wanted to do a Bible study in their home. So we used the opportunity, and we, I asked Elias and said, Elias and Stephanie, you know, can you lead out this small group? I love my church out in the east side of Orlando. They started two weeks ago, right? And they tell me the first week that started, it was a couple weeks ago, they went there, and, and, and I could see that Elias was kind of a little bit hesitant, you know, because he hasn't done it before, and he asked me all these questions. I said, listen, man, just, I know you could do it. 
take your wife, you know, she'll help you. Things will work out. Well, the next day on Saturday, I wasn't here. I was in the other church in Windermere. But he told me, he was so excited afterwards. He told me, listen, Pastor, we visited that home, and the Lord blessed so much. He said, Pastor, we had, it was mainly teenage kids, teenagers, and then the parents and the family there. And said, we have two or three guests that, neighbors that the kids of the, of the, of the house brought, the, the ones who live there, you know, the members of the church, the brother friends. And you know that we, and we kept it sure. We kept it for an hour because I told him, I said, listen, don't do it too long because the kids will not be back. I just made sure. And so, um, and, and he followed, you know, the whole thing. And then he, we did have all these outlines that they could study with. Next day, the kids that came to visit on that evening, on Friday night, they came to church on Saturday morning. Amen? The whole family came. Everybody was here. He went back yesterday too, and he told me he had a wonderful time. But I told him, after he shared that with me, I said, listen, I said, man, this is the way it's supposed to happen. We open our homes, right? We open the word of God. And, and mind you, you know, somebody out there, a member of the church says, come and do a Bible study in my home. We have the studies ready. Elias said, I'll do it, Lord. You know, and the wife says, I'll go along. We'll help you. They open the word of God. One day, the next day, guess what? Everyone is here. That is what's supposed to happen. Reaching out and being part of the work of God, of serving in the church. Amen. 